Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Bamidbar. We start the fourth book of the Torah. According to the Chinuch, there are no mitzvos of the Tariag in Parshas Bamidbar, but most important, everybody agrees that the Parsha itself is such a strong hachana preparation for, please God, what is coming next Thursday night, Friday, and Shabbos for us, the celebration of Kabbalah's HaTorah. And this is further enhanced today, the 28th day of Eeyore, the day that we were privileged after almost 2,000 years to have Yerushalayim back in Jewish hands. The first thing that we have to address is why a Midbar? Why was the Torah given in a desert? And while I'm sure there are many answers to this question, one of them is clearly the concept that when you're in the desert, you understand that you have literally no control over your environment. You are completely subject to survival, and survival in a desert is something which is unnatural. The fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, A, sustained us for 40 years in a desert, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah in a desert was such a powerful message. As the Navi says, and this is part of the Sheva Dinachemta, the seven Haftoros that we read in the summertime, and the Navi teaches us the beautiful Pasuk, the Haftorah, and that is Vayosem Midbara Ke'eden that with Torah a desert can blossom like Eden and without Torah an Eden becomes a desert a wonderful idea to keep in mind to remind ourselves how everything, quote, comes together. So the Torah was given in a desert to teach us that it's not that, oh, if I was in Israel, there I can keep the Torah. The Torah B'davka was not given in Israel to show that it could, should, has, thank God, sustained us wherever the Jew has been. Furthermore, you find in Parshas Bamidbar, not just the counting of the Jewish people, the distinct counting of the tribe of Levi, but we are introduced to the whole concept of the Dugolim, of the flags that each and every Shevet had its own flag, and it was the identifying factor of that tribe. 
the rabbis teach us that the color of the flag resembled the color of that tribe on the breastplate of the Kohen Godot. At first glance, the concept of Tegolim, that each tribe has its own color and its own insignia and its own division where they camped together, one could look upon this as something which is potentially divisive. And therefore, Rev. Yaakov Kamenetsky in his Sefer MS Yaakov asks a very interesting question. He says, we know the Torah teaches in several places that we did not leave Egypt as prisoners escaping from Mitzrayim, leaving in secret just the opposite. We left Mitzrayim, as the Torah teaches, in the beginning of Parshas B'Shalach, Uvnei Yisrael Yotzim, Bnei Yisrael, the children of Israel, were going out of Mitzrayim, Biyad Ramah, with an outstretched arm. And how does Rashi learn that? Begvura, Givoha, Umuforsemes, with great might and demonstration thereof. And so, why is it that we did not have the Degolim identifying each tribe until the second year, as we find in the beginning of Parshas Bamidbar, that it was the second month in the second year that were introduced to this phenomena of Degolim. And Rav Yaakov answers a beautiful thought. And he says as follows, Since at first glance the Dagolim represents an issue of separateness, period, individuality, as opposed to a cohesive nation, he says, until the Mishkan was dedicated, there was no such thing as Dagolim. There was one Jewish nation. But now that we have the Mishkan, which was dedicated in Nisan of the second year, now we can have each tribe with its individuality, with its own unique character, with its own unique contribution, all of them encamped Misoviv the Mishkan. They're all focused and each one is acting and contributing something to the beneficial of Klai Yisrael because it's all directed to the service of HaKolish Baruch Hu. We're all facing the Mishkan. And so the intellectual Jew and the emotional Jew and the Jew that's involved in Chesed and the Jew that's involved in Torah, in so many different factors, each one in their own way is contributing their personal character and making us the very special people that we are because 
Each one with their own individuality comes together and there's a beautiful symphony which is emerging from the unity of the Jewish people. But what is uniting them? The Mishkan, the sanctuary, having a focus of a special location. This same idea is expressed very beautifully by Baruch Simon Shlita in his Sefer, Imre Baruch, in Parshas Truma, where the Torah speaks about that there was, at the time of the construction of the Mishkan, among the many miracles that the Jewish people had, the Torah speaks of, at the beginning of Parshas Truma, that they were to have Oros Elim Odamim, beginning of Truma, Pasuk Hay, there were to be red dyed ram skins, the Oros Tchashim, and there were to be as well Tachash skins. And what's a Tachash? So the rabbis tell us that the Tachash was a beautiful, multicolored animal that existed only at that time and then it became extinct and its hide was used to make a cover for the Mishkan. Now tell me about this particular skin of the Tachash. So listen carefully now. The rabbis tell us that was you what was unique about the uh, Tachash as Unculus learns Mashche Sazgona. What does that mean? It prided itself in its colors. It was literally a rainbow of colors on the back of this skin and it prided itself that it had these beautiful colors. Now, if you go to Shmos, chapter 26, Pasuk 14, the Torah tells us that you shall make a cover for the tent of rye, red, excuse me, dyed ram skins, ma'oros elim ma'adamim, again, red dyed ram skins, and oros t'choshim ma'ala, a cover of tachash skins above. The Gemara in Shabbos tells us that there's a machlokes between Reb Nechenya and Reb Yehuda. Reb Nechenya learned that as the Pesach seems to imply, there was, or were rather, two skins. First there was the Oros Elim Adamim, and on top of that was the Oros Tchoshim. Milmala above it. And Rabbi Yehuda learns know that there was one long cover and the cover was made half and half. Part of it was the skins of Oros Elim. There was the red dyed ram skins and the other part was of Tachash. And the Meshachachma learns on this pasuk that when it says 
that the Tachash was Milmala. What does it mean, Milmala? Not above it, but above the Oron. This was the covering. Which part covered the Oron? And he says very sharply from his father that it was the skins of Tachash, the multi-covered skins, which covered the Oron, meaning that this was most pleasant and desirable to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that there should be diversity above the Oron. Whoa! And it's because of this diversity that we have a greater appreciation of Torah, because it all comes together. Hafokhba, v'hafokhba, tekulaba, it's all there. And each and every individual has that great potential to contribute to not only the nation, that this is what makes us great because we are one, but this unifies us that we're able to, each and every one of us, direct our capabilities to the service of Hashem. And we do this, each and every one in our community, serving Hashem, those who are accountants, who volunteer their time to the yeshivos and the botekneseos for their services, and so we can go up and down, each and every person making their contribution. And the idea, I'd like to just suggest the following, that just as by Maimar Har Sinai, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, to B'nai Yisrael, as we're going to read this coming Friday in the uh, introduction to the Seres Adibros in chapter 19. And what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say? Atemri Isen, you have seen you've seen what I've done, the great miracles that I performed, and clearly bolstering their emunah their faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a prerequisite for Kabbalah's Torah, how proud each and every one of us should be that we too, Atem Re'isem, we've seen in our own eyes the great miracles that HaKadosh Baruch Hu performed for us in and through Yerushalayim. Um, I was told by a most reliable source that the late Reb Shlomo Zalman Orbach said after the Persian Gulf War, and thinking back after the Six-Day War as well, had there been Chazal at the time of the war, they would have instituted a Sixth Megillah. We have been privileged to see. And finally, let's remember how in our Shemona Esrei every day, we pray for the restoration to return, to come back to Yerushalayim. And what comes after that is And the Gemara in Megillah 17b teaches us that it's not a hodgepodge of the brachos. They've carefully thought out by Anshay Knesset Zagadola that when we daven, about Yerushalayim, when we're privileged now to go, when we're privileged to be the beneficiaries of Kimitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim, that there's more learning of Torah taking place in Yerushalayim, wow, than certainly ever was. And thank God it's this Pashet 
throughout the Jewish world, Baruch Hashem, in so many, so many ways. The idea is that the one follows the other. When we look to Yerushalayim, we should see the destiny, not just the history of the Jewish people, but the destiny of the Jewish people as well. And just know that the Gemara in Brachos, seventh parak, says that if a person says Birkas HaMazol and he leaves out certain key parts of the brachos so what is the din? The din is that he has to be choser, he has to repeat. So Koshalo Omar, if you didn't say in Noda Eretz Chemda Tovar Chava, you have to go back and if you didn't say Malchus Beis David in Bune Yerushalayim Lo and it's Machlokes between the tour and his brother, Rabbi Yechiel. Rabbi Yechiel says, if you didn't say, um, if you didn't say Malchus based of it, you don't have to go back. The tour argues, so they are inseparable. Yerushalayim, Malchus based of it. We should be Zoha, not only that the Midbar should enhance our personal Kabbalah Torah, reminding us, whoa, just like they have, we have, but we should also be upgraded by the privilege of having the first step towards our Geula Shlema with Yerushalayim back in our hands. And we should only be Zohar to appropriately treat it and appropriately deserve and derive all the beautiful lessons therefrom. Shabbat Shalom to all.